five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Let's get over to the news. Kevin, uh, the carrot wins the Aldi. It's the best Christmas ever sale. Uh, so Aldi's the only the only store chain that grew compared to 2020 when because the restaurants were all closed, everybody had to eat in. So, uh, although one of the industry experts said that it that Aldi also tried to open 200 new stores at the same time, they said that their store-only low-price strategy is behind the times with the four other market leaders, Tesco, Sainsbury's, ASDA, and Morrison's, who offer home delivery and are expanding on that. I don't know. You know, sometimes I think sticking to the fundamentals makes a lot of sense. Uh, but anyway, let's get over and show you the fun. Uh, this thing, you, you could watch this thing 10 times and still see more crazy stuff that you never saw before. First of all, it's a Christmas carrot, not carol, by Charles Chickens. Never saw that before today. Okay, so e Ebenezer, not Ebenezer, E-Banana Scrooge got left on the plate when he was a little banana. Santa took the cookie and not the banana. I don't blame Santa. Anyway, and that's why Scrooge is bonking all the snowmen on the street and mad about Christmas, okay? So here it comes, knocking all the snowmen down. Stuck in his ways. He's not happy about Christmas. Now you see the door knocker turns into Kevin the Carrot right there. You see that? And Kevin, <laughs> what's what going on? Cause of him being so rotten. So being here's the, the place. Santa taking the cookie instead of they call him biscuits. Who, who are you? I'm the spirit of Christmas. Here comes Kevin again, the spirit of Christmas, and they bonks him on the roof tops and on the window. Now this is an interesting one because the radish is is a, a, a soccer star in the UK. And so he puts it up into, kicks it up into there. Kevin, his old name is something like Radish, and he did the voiceover for that. He began to see Christmas so here comes Kevin's all the products, you know, but it's upbeat, stay home, you know. Ooh, that looks painful. Oh, and he knocked his hand off here. I just saw this today. And he says, you better put some icing, you better put some icing on that. <laughs> or try icing that, I think he says. <laughs> There's just so much going on here. Realizing like the it. sadness and misery he had brought gave Evanama more food for thought. And there was something else in here that I never saw before. He looks out, he saw the damage. He's, oh, here comes the last thing. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is for pudding up with me. So he brings... <laughs> did you see that? So he brings a pudding and he says, this is for pudding up with me <laughs> to, to Bob Cratchit. So anyway, they did that. They instead of the we're in this with Moral you, of the story, and it's terrible, you know. But we're in there, and then they put a banana on the snowman instead of a carrot. For you to be happy, you need to be kind. And they donated a 1.8 million meals to families in need. For you to be happy, you need to be kind. That's really, I just love it. And <clears throat> so anyway, it uh, industry experts rated it. Uh, the highest in, ahead of Coke and a bunch of others. And they basically said, see, you didn't have to be morbid to make a difference this 
Christmas. Okay, it was the most festive ad of the year, they said, and beating Coca-Cola, Lytle, uh, Marks and Spencers to the post. Um, anyway, I just really liked it. Okay, Warby Parker is getting sued by 1-800-CONTACTS. 1-800-CONTACTS says that Warby Parker uh, outbid them for their own name, 1-800-CONTACTS, and that should be illegal. Like, nobody can bid on your name? There's nothing, there's nothing, uh, there's no trademark on 1-800-CONTACTS. It's a phone number with a word on the end of it. And and then they said, but the landing page looked just like our website. Okay, well, that just shows you, you know, as you, <laughs> you live by this SEO, you die by the SEO. And somebody else can come along and steal it right out from under you, right? And that's the way it is, okay? And I betcha Warby Parker will win. But the reason I wanted to point this out partly was because Warby Parker did a catalog this year. They decided to not put all their eggs in the SEO bank, in the SEO basket, and do some mail where you're in control of the look and feel. You're in control of directly connecting with your customers, unlike digital media. Okay, which brings us to the cookie crumbles over here. How are we going to target relevant ads after cookies go away and we can no longer rely on data none of us trusts? This is from the Hustle, and they have a nice short little articles. I really like the Hustle's articles, okay? In April, Apple pushed an update that opted everybody basically out of third-party cookies. January, Google announced plans to ban third-party cookies on Chrome, but it later has pushed that back. Brave, which is a Chrome derivative, and I use a derivative of Brave as my main browser, now claims 50 million uh, plus monthly active users, and it's blocked third-party cookies from the, the get-go. But here's the important part of the article. The end of third-party cookies should benefit advertisers, too. Why? Because the data isn't that great to begin with, which I said from the get-go. While studying one set of third-party data, Forrester Research found that gender was only correct 50% of the time. Now, of course, that's because gender is fluid. That's because I don't know my own gender, and neither do you. Just That's the way it is, okay? But, you know, there's ways to verify. And it was the most accurate category in the sample. <laughs> so the third-party gender, uh, third-party data is, it's all speculative. It's based on my browser history, which is all over the place. You know, I'm doing space weather news, and, and uh, never mind, anyway. So let's get over to Ad Week. They have a performance, five performance marketing trends to watch in 2022. And the way, you know, the way the advertising world moves now, you may not just want to watch. You may want to jump into one of these five. This is from Jeff, Jessica Hawthorne Castro. As consumer preferences change, now I'm not sure, you know, Ritson would kind of take issue with this one. Are consumer preferences really changing? Or is it just, I want you know, valuable stuff fast. That's mostly what it is. And I want to be able to sort through it. You know, Google searches work worse and worse and worse. Uh, you know, try searching for software, for a software question. They always take you back 15 years. They include all of that in there. Because, 
anybody knows if it's a software question, you got to look at the latest or one of the more recent updates or it doesn't even apply. Anyway, there's so many ways Google search is so inadequate. I don't use it anymore anyway. Um, <clears throat> so there's various ways to reach them. They continue to proliferate generational factors to consider, which is why a lot of advertisers are going to mail because you can reach whoever you want to reach. You can reach them. And that's not com uh, completely true. It's hard to get a mailing list of people with, you know, suffering from cold sores or some medical condition or something. There's there's clearly places where it's not easy to get a mailing list, uh, Not no matter what anybody says. You know, I remember 20, 30 years ago, you'd watch some some video of an interview with Ed Burnett or somebody, and they would say, so now you know all about us, right? Oh, yes, we have databases that know everything. That, never, that was never true. So all of that, that panic was probably crazy. But you can reach a lot of people, and it's not that hard to do. Okay, we've now here it says we've whittled down our list of trends to watch to five key points. I don't know who we is exactly. The editors, I'm not sure. It might have gotten edited out. <clears throat> anyway, would be nice to know if this is a panel of experts or where that came from. Anyway, new ways for consumers to pay for their purchases, from cryptocurrency to Venmo, uh, finding arrangements like Afterpay and Affirm, you know, I I know, you know, my kids are really good at buying on the phone and they have their payments into their certain, uh, like Amazon Prime, they have that all set, one click, they go for that convenience. And so um, the, the, the hard part about multiple financing arrangements and multiple ways to pay is that what if you try to find a new website you you know it doesn't have the, it doesn't have your way to pay built in and that's one of the frustrations of of the whole digital buying experience especially on a phone so QR codes that's funny um, is that a new trend no they've been around for about 20 years invented in Japan to help assemble cars to look at read about and buy a product yes let's and don't just take me to your website and let me now have to find the product that the QR code was sitting next to. Let's give me a way to, in a catalog, a way to get right to that product. I can't even understand that, that catalogers don't give you at least a page worth. You know, get it down to that page or that spread. Here's the spread. Here's the products that you were interested in. Bum, 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 bum. <clears throat> anyway, it wouldn't be that hard. Social media continues to reign. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube continue to offer marketers the most affordable and direct way to achieve that goal. Again, not sure I agree with that. You don't really know what Facebook or Instagram or YouTube are shoving at whom. <clears throat> they, you have to trust that they know what they're doing, and you don't know who engaged with your ad but didn't buy. You'll never know that. They won't tell you. They don't even know, I don't think. They put it up there and they assume that that person saw it or didn't. Okay, so, you know, maybe someday, maybe 2022 will be the year that these performance platforms take over. But I don't think so. Monitor, marketers are obsessed with monetizing TikTok. And there's a reason why. And the reason is because TikTok comes as close to that as any social media. You have to basically get rid of what's in front of you. And if you're not paying attention and you let it play, we can't assume engagement, but we can assume engagement when you get rid of it fast. 
we can find out in TikTok they've built an engine. They, they, they don't have any new algorithms, but they've built a way to tell what you don't like. And that is super powerful. And that may be a good place to try out and figure out what the market really wants, what the market's after. That part isn't mentioned in here. Subscription delivery services evade the supply chain, you know, because if you're doing uh, <clears throat> weekly meals that get delivered to you, you know, oftentimes the provider gets to choose the items. And so like a good restaurant, we'll change the menu for what we have on hand locally. <clears throat> That's what the subscription services do. They know the demand, and so they can fit the supply to the demand. Whereas a, a grocery store doesn't know what you're going to buy when you walk in, right? Neither do you, if you're like me. <laughs> so they have to have a wide variety, some of which sells and some of which doesn't. So the subscription delivery services can make the best. It's like, what's in the refrigerator? What can we make for dinner? My mother was an expert at that. Okay, so they avoid some of the strife of, of supply chain. YouTube, can, and plus, you don't have to ship everybody the same box. You can vary it, and that's another magic part. So you can sell what you have rather than just having empty shelves. YouTube continues to morph into a shopping destination. I'm not as aware of this as I probably should be since I spend hours on YouTube almost every day watching my sailing videos. I have not seen ever a shoppable video. So I'm going to go looking for that because, I mean, YouTube is powerful. YouTube, YouTube probably knows more about what I really like than any other social media because, you know, I do spend time there. Um, I don't see any ads and maybe that's bundled in, you know, the, I got the prime or whatever it's called, YouTube plus. And um, so that also could be a way to, but, but you know, here's the hard part. I've watched mostly sailing videos, but I'm interested in a lot of other topics. It doesn't really give you a, a very solid context. Anyway, thank you for that from performance marketing. I would like to know more about what performance marketing means. So have a great day. Like and share. If you want to get notifications, uh, we're going to see if this came up on LinkedIn today. It looks like it did. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like LinkedIn managed to make it. Um, but if you really want to get the little bell to ring, go on YouTube and hit the subscribe button. You, you search on Miglosh. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, and hit the subscribe button and the little bell. And then you can be live and you can comment like Paula did yesterday. And you can even ask questions, I suppose, although we don't get too many questions. Anyway, have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.